You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. In the greatness of Johannesburg, round about the street in Springfield. If you don't know what that is, sure heads, go to YouTube and come and see, not to be missed, the latest news headlines today in your face. This voice, if it has the rightful tone, should sound like an old newspaper broadcast. That was brilliant. Yes, thank you. Standing ovation all around. Good job, Ryan. Good job. Yes. I heard it. I saw it. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> In my face, I saw it. Yeah. No. Now I want to see you do that. No, I can't. Because we were that. just saying that uh, back back in the the nineteen forties, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. A lot of the announcements were like that. All the announcements. Not one of them were a female. And c c can you hear a female doing that? No, not that they can't. I'm sure they can. It's just I don't remember I don't ever hearing an announcement. Yeah, but I don't think it would be the same either. I, if you get a woman with a strong voice, of course. Imagine Nebula doing it. Okay, maybe. Mm. That is a good point. Mm. That is a very good point. You're probably wondering what on earth has happened. Well, this is the movie show, and we decided to watch, in inverted commas, the greatest film of all time. We did. Finally. Yeah. Quite a, quite a very interesting film. <laughs> yes, it is called very different. Citizen Kane. Mm. I'm sure you've heard about it. We did a couple, uh, so a couple of shows back, we looked at like Varieties. IMDb, Variety, Rolling Stones, mm. top 10 films of all time. And I'm sure Citizen Kane came up yes, more did. than once. And it was made in 1941. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. Like I'm sure every single person that was involved in this film is now dead, as we are now in 2023. Yeah. In fact, we're almost a hundred years. We're close on a. We're close to a hundred years, the hundred year anniversary of Citizen Kane, which is intense. Nineteen forty. Yeah. About 20, 20, 20 years out. Yeah. Right. Twenty years. <laughs> less. Know, less than. 20, you know, in the long time. Twenty twenty one would have been twenty years away this. from. Yes. So we are under twenty years away from the hundred year anniversary yes. of yes. Citizen Kane. Yeah. About yeah. eighteen years. Which is crazy. So this is not your ordinary film. Even back in its yeah. day, it was not a, a, an ordinary film made by, you know, a great story. And da, 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 da. this is one of those films that they like, like, if, like every rule was probably broken. Mm. Uh, in fact, and I'm sure we'd said this with, was it 12 Angry Men? At the time that this film came out, it was actually considered a box office flop. Which I think happened with 12... There was another film as well that at the time that it re was released, it wasn't... It didn't do well. It didn't do as well. But as time has like progressed, it's become mm. one of the... Uh, literally, if you search the inter internet about Citizen Kane, you'll just see questions like, is Citizen Kane worth the watch? What makes Citizen Kane the greatest yeah. film of all time? Like, those are the, the questions that go around yeah. Citizen Kane. And I mean, the fact that we are sitting close to 100 years after the release of this, of this film and we watched it does say something for the film, you know? Yeah. I mean, Guardians was great. That's where we are. <laughs> Understand, people. Yes. One thing that shocked me, okay, in my opinion, right, 
older movies were always around like one hour, 20 minutes, one hour, 30 minutes. Yeah. So like I was expecting like a one hour, 20 minute film. This movie was one hour and 59 minutes. It was a two hour film. And I don't, I, 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 okay, maybe I need to do more research into it. But for 1941, I don't think that two hour films were yeah. normal. Like now, yes, we've hit the stage where three hour films, I mean like now it's very easy for a, th- a film. To, we've, we've, mm. we've had a couple of three hour films. Yeah. Like that's become more of a norm it's, now. It's, it's starting, you know, two, two to two and a half. Yeah. Maybe two and a half is average. Two and a half average, definitely. It's a great film. Anything below that is too short. Right. And you're selling yourself short. So the, when I saw that this one was two hours, mm. I was like, what? It is a drama mystery. That is the genre of the film. And the director is um, Orson Welles, mm. and he also played the main character, which I did not know while I was yeah. watching it. So Don't you think he looks very similar to, like, uh, in, its young, in his younger days, like Jack Nicholson? Yes. He has a very similar kind of, I was almost Definitely. like Jack Ni- no, but no, 1940, no. Yeah, it's way too early. Because mm. he was already 25, 26 mm. when this film, um, when he made this film. It was his first film. Before this, he had done theatre. And you can see how his work in theatre actually really, like, um, like directed. Set up. Yeah, like the way mm. that this film was done. Because when this film came out, it really did break every single, like, way a story was told mm. um the way even the camera the shots that was that 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 was gotten i mean even the fact that some of the shots had the roof in them was very unusual now you're like what why yeah. is that unusual because back in those days and i'm sure they still do it nowadays but all of the lighting and sound um equipments was put in the roof so all of the sets wouldn't have a ceiling because the, the equipment was all there. So they would always avoid showing the ceiling in yeah. the shot because obviously they didn't want all of that equipment to show. Whereas with this, I mean, they literally, they were, they were very, they wanted the ceiling in. Like there were so many shots where they showed the ceiling, which was already very mm. unusual. Yeah. I honestly, when I got to the end of this film, thought, because I'd heard about how like innovative and amazing it was. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, um, I, um, uh, but then I realized, I realized what happened. So the films that we have today, a lot of them are the way they are because of Citizen Kane. So yeah. we, the way we know movies today was affected by, by Citizen Kane. And mm-hmm. so that's why for us, it's not like, huh? Like for us, it's pretty mm. like normal. It's a creative. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like re- reinformed. Yes. But back, back when it first came out, that was, it was not the way films were yeah. done. It was not the way the story was so told. So that would have been your, like, your, your, your um, fight club kind of film. Yeah. Where you're just like, what? And then from there onwards, everyone's like, kind of brings out a yeah. film like that. Everything, everywhere, every, all at once wasn't 100% all that. I think they broke, broke the rules more visual, wasn't it? Yeah, but so I definitely much, think they broke the rules in everything. Not much, like, like, like visually, this film, uh, I could see um, how the, the shots were set up and, and what they were going for and that sort of thing. But in storytelling, like, like they take the linear, it's like they took the film, they pulled it out like this, and then they went... Yep. And then they... And then it's... But it's not even that. It's not even that... Okay, I'll get into that now. But that's normal for us. Yeah. Take every Christopher Nolan film. 
Like that's no, no, no. normal. Like we're used to mm. we're used to the non-linear storyline. We we're do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. We're cast, I mean we have directors whose like whole filmography is a non-linear storyline with yeah. do you understand? So like for us that's not but back then that is not how that they, they like, weren't used to that. Like that was like the first film. Yeah, you tell the story from start to end. But what's mm. crazy about this film as well is when they start the film, so they show you like they basically so just to give you a rundown. The start of the movie, you are watching Kane, the character Kane, die. Yeah. And you, as the audience, you witness his last words, which then the whole storyline kind of goes around those, like, why did he say, why were those his last words? Because, you know, like, in a, in a man's, like, last moment in his dying breath, like, you choose very specific words to say. You're not just going to say, like, tomato sauce, unless tomato mm. sauce has a very, you know, special mm. meaning to you. So the fact that he said the, word, the words rosebud had a very, like, they were all like, why? And then, yeah. But then after that, they show a newsreel, which would have then played after he died, which basically says, tells you as the audience who he is, what he did with his life, which now you, as the audience, have actually witnessed everything that you're about to see in the movie. So they, they, they don't tell you, they don't give you any more information other than dive into everything that they've already shown you. So all plot lines are actually revealed to the audience within right the, the first 10 minutes of the film. Exactly. Which is very odd as well. Like normally, you know, it's, it's keeping the plots or certain elements of the plot. Keeping plots. the audience yeah. in. Now, after that, you then have a bunch of um, journalists who now want to investigate why his last words were Rosebud because they want to write an article about him. And then they dive into, like, they dive into his first marriage. They dive into his second marriage. They dive into his best friend. They dive into... Um, the, the guy that worked very closely with him. Um, so they literally dive into each of those stories. But once again, you as the audience already know all of those facts. You know that his first marriage fell apart. So yeah. when you're watching his first marriage fall apart, you're not like, oh, because you already know his first marriage fell apart. And one of the first... Um montages were, were, yes, were, were, yes. were also in the film. Yeah, so like that, I think... What, what was incredible about this movie was not the storyline. The storyline was actually very, very basic. Even eventually at the end, I'm not going to spoil what, what, the, the, his, what Rosebud was. Mm. I'll leave that to you okay. to go and find out. But like even that in itself wasn't extraordinary. Like you got to the end of the movie and you're like, oh, is that what that was? Okay. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh my gosh, did you see that? Oh, wow. I never expected that. Like I never mm. saw it. Like, it really mm. wasn't like the storyline is very ordinary. Yeah. But the way that visually the story was told was extremely radical. And that I think is what makes this film such an incredible mm. film was, was just that. And so many other films have, have, the reason we have the movies we have today is because, of, and the yeah. way we have them is because of, of Citizen Kane. I think it's because he showed, uh, like other directors and filmmakers, uh, that, that there's more than one way to tell a story. Yes. Basically. Yes. And then, and then other people sort of had their creative spark and they were like, no, we're allowed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, wow. In yeah. fact, the, the, the DOP of, 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 of Citizen Kane uh, basically wanted, he, he he actually called, um, what is his name? Or Orson, Orson, Orson Wells. He, he called Orson and said, I want to be in, in one of your productions. And he said specifically uh, because of the fact that, uh, number one, this was his first film. He didn't know any of the rules of filmmaking. And so he said, because you don't know how to do it, you don't know how not to do it. 
Yeah. So in other words, he used his creative. So, and a lot of the time on set, like he would be setting up, he, he would set up his own lighting. So he, he doesn't quite know the rules or anything like that. And, and, and a lot of the angles and that sort of stuff, you can see it. But yet he's setting it up and everyone's like, no, wait. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And you'll be like, no, no, just leave him. Just leave him. Let's see what he's going to do creatively. And uh, that would basically happen. In fact, he, he obviously with, within editing and that, he's seen his film, but mm. he's never watched any of his film. Yeah. Like at the premiere yeah. or anything like that. Who, this is this is Wells, right? Yes. The director. Yeah. Yeah. I also heard that apparently, I think he, he watched the full version once, but that was only when editing was done. Yeah. And obviously as the director, I think you kind of mm. have to watch your movie at least once. But then he said even that was, the, the there's a myth that even during the premiere, he, he actually walked out. Yeah, he, he walked didn't, out before. He didn't watch the, mm. the which is yeah. which is crazy. He said that he would like to think that it was great. <laughs> He yeah. hopes for it. <laughs> but one of the things I really loved was how instead of, so instead of just telling a story with like acting and like the use of a, a linear storyline and all of that, what really told the story was the visuals. That they really pushed visual storytelling within this film, which for me is one of the most beautiful ways to tell a story is when you, you're focusing on, it's, it's also one of the most artistic ways to tell a story. Yeah. There's the, they, you can make a movie like this, but there can be like no art to it. Like, let's be honest, we've seen many films like that, but then there's films where. And they're usually boring. Yeah, they are normally boring. They're usually very, very yeah. boring. Predictable. Um, Yes, but what I loved about this one was so one of the big things that they talk about um, with this film is that, so in those days, which we know today, obviously the way the way you compose your shot was you focus on something and there's stuff out of focus in the in the shots. Yeah. So like if you want people to notice this cup, you focus on the cup and then everything around it is either slightly blurred or, uh, or very blurred. It just depends on like the type of lens you use. Mm. But one of the things this movie did, which which was not usual, was everything in the frame was in focus. At all times, they never, they didn't do the the pull focus thing. Yeah. Like it, literally, if you had to freeze it, like everything was in focus, which was obviously not. It wasn't done in those days. But one of the reasons, there were two reasons. One of the reasons Wells did that was because he, like I said, came from theater, and in theater you don't have a camera. You have a stage. Yeah. That's it. You have the audience, which is looking at the stage, and your placements of actors and props within the stage or on the stage determine how you tell and convey the story to the audience. So that's why in theatre so you, you have your that. different positions, yeah, and then you'll 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 move your actors and that around so that you're you're drawing the audience's attention here when it, instead of being there you're drawing it here, and mm. that's the way you're telling the story. Which if you watch this is exactly what he does. So everything's in focus however your attention is being drawn to a specific person in the frame at a specific time and then the camera will move um but everything still remains in focus it just either gets smaller like so so at one point you have citizen kane or kane should i say his parents are busy selling not selling him they're busy giving him away to Mr. Thatcher, who is going to educate him. And at the same time, you can see the young uh, Kane in the shot. So it's one shot. They didn't cut away. 
They, they don't cut away. It's one shot. You can see the boy playing in the background outside. You can see the parents discussing it, and you can see Thatcher. And even though you can see all three of them in the shots, you're still drawn to specific people at specific times because of how, how it works. So mm. that, that was really cool. And then the second thing was, if you think about it, each shot is like a painting. In a painting, you don't have out-of-focus things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you look at a painting, everything is in focus and your eye is drawn to different parts of the painting depending, depending on how the painter drew it and also, or painted it and at what they wanted you to focus on. And that's what they also relay um, this film to. It's, it's like a painting where it's yeah. conveying a, a, a story, it's giving you emotion, it's, it's, as the audience, it's, it's drawing you somewhere, but ev even though everything is in frame, you're still getting something out of like each shot, which was, I thought was really, really cool, the way they, they, they often did that. And then the other thing that they did, which wasn't usual, was usually back then when um, they filmed, they, would, they had the whole hidden camera they, that's how they did it. You know how like the camera's not actually in the room and um, you as the audience are almost like watching this all from like a hidden camera perspective. Uh, so like okay. the camera almost is not there. Yeah. Whereas with this film, they, they, he introduced these floating camera shots, which immediately make you aware as the audience that there is a camera there because obviously now the camera's moving and panning and we're used to a moving camera. Like we're used to one-shotter sequences, but those sequences actually make you aware of the camera as the audience. You just don't yeah, realize it's, it. moving. it's moving around. Mm. Whereas previously, the way they filmed it, it was so that the audience wouldn't be made aware of the camera. As if it's from a bystander's yeah. point of view. Yes, it's like you're just, you're watching this. And it's usually this. still. Yeah, generally still. Because and even the and moving, watching. Yeah, even the moving, mm. it's not like these, like, it's not impossible mm. movement. So this one, the camera would literally float from the window all the way back through a table and onto the opposite side of the table, which you, as a, ca a camera can't do that because you can't move through objects. Mm. But how they did that was they would, they would have a table that was apart, and then as the cameraman would come back, the tables would obviously come together, yeah. making it look like he just went through the table, but it was actually just like they would... It was actually the beginning stages of trick shots yeah, and, cool. and like CG and stuff like that. Even yeah. though you don't think... It's, it's not like this fire-breathing dragon that's come mm. across the shot and you're like, wow, it's just a table that the cameraman just went through. But that's the reason we have film as it is today is because of how this film particularly was filmed. Mm. The fact that they tried all of these. It's actually, a, it's, it's an amazing yeah. film to watch. I think especially a second and third time because then you start looking for all of the different like filming techniques that they did, if you understand. Yeah. So I think this is a good film for filmmakers. Mm. It's a very good film because it gets you thinking out of the, out of the box. Like you said, it, it doesn't um, put rules on you mm. or it makes you aware of filmmaking rules that, so that you can then break them. Yeah. You know how they say... Well, that's usually the rules, what they say, yeah, yeah. Know the rules so that you, when, you can break mm. them, but you know mm. you, you're breaking them like... Yeah. I suppose you need, it helps you to understand how to break them. Yeah. yeah. And if and when to break mm. them. Yeah. Look, I don't know if this film would be... I think maybe an average person might enjoy this film. They might not, though, because it's a very old film. And I don't know how, like, how, how many people like watching like, really old movies. I think there are people that do. But I also think there's a large majority of people that don't like watching old black and white movies. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I suppose everyone's got their... Yeah. So I think... But I think if you're a filmmaker, this is a very good film to watch. Yeah. Not necessarily because of the storyline, because like I said, the sto- I was honestly disappointed by the end of the movie. I was like, this is the greatest movie of all time. Like the storyline in 12 Angry Men... Mm. Caught, like I, that movie grabbed me. Like yeah. you know when you like you want to find out that's what Twelve Angry Men did. But Twelve Angry Men, from like a visual perspective, was very simple. The storyline and the way the story was mm. told and acted out—that's where it was interesting. Citizen Kane's more of like a, a visual, like it's visually impacting as opposed to storyline yeah. impacting. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but I was, I was, I'm glad I watched it. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was it was interesting. Like I said, when I got to the end, I was like, "Really? That that's what that's what that's what Rosebud was? Seriously? Okay." It was something different that's and new. Pointless. It's nice to watch something different. Yeah, and also the use of um, matte. What was it? Matte paintings. Mm. They used matte paintings. They used quite a bit of matte yeah, painting. Which, yeah, which which was also really cool. Mm. I thought like that was a lot was, of the backgrounds and yeah. I think there was like even noise and snow. Yeah, and also like. Um, some of the techniques, like watching it now, like it, it reminds me of like a Wes Anderson film, where that, yeah, there were some pans, yes, yeah, like especially and stuff the panning and the zooming, me. yeah, mm. like um, it reminded, and I like that style. It's a like, very messy, like zoom. It's like yeah, it's almost like oh okay. But it's also one where you can't do it in real life, so you have to use practical or trick shots well, in order to get it, it done. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's also... Uh, honestly, while watching this film, though, thoughts, I would love to have watched this in colour. I think, like, yeah. just... I, I, don't, I don't think they could back then. I think that's why they didn't. Mm. But um, I think it would have made it a whole lot more immersive. And especially because it's, it's a visual... The way they told the story was visually. I think that adding colour to it would have just taken it to, like, the next level. I agree. Yeah. Especially, uh, what is it, Xanadu? Yes. That whole nice... Yeah. Island place hill thing. Yeah. Agreed. But for someone's first film, mm. it was very good. This is brilliant. It was very, very mm. good. Do you think people would have been they they wanted to see it because they know the the stage director? So they're like, Oh, you know, so and so just made a movie. Wow. Oh, isn't that, you know, uh, whatever the cats? <laughs> no. <laughs> whatever his stage play was big at that time. Yeah, it is. Oh, we've got to go see it. And they go watch it and they're like, Oh, cool. I don't know. Look, what I heard, I obviously, uh, this is. There's just a lot that he that he was able to do in the film that he wouldn't have been able to do on stage. Yeah. Yes. Like especially the the quick transitions from different uh, sort of uh, uh, what do you call it uh, locations, the the, the newspaper. Montage. Yeah. Although I'm sure you would have found some sort of like lighting effect for the montage that he and could that have sort done. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. But still. But I think. When, because even I was quite interested in the credits before the credits roll, they actually say a lot of the the actors that were in this film are new to the film industry. So a lot of for a lot of them, it was their first time acting. Like they actually put that in there. I was like, oh wow, because I mean we don't have that nowadays. Like so that was quite interesting. Um, so I think that that when the film came out, a lot of the actors weren't known, or it was like their first or second time acting. Yeah. And like I said, when I did research, they said at first this film, like in the forties, this film was not considered good it was only like the 50s and the 60s when people revisited it that they started thinking oh wow this film's actually so i think it's one of those where like you make something and at the time no one appreciates it but like as like it's like aged wine you know like at first there's nothing (laughs) right but as time goes on it 
ages like, and matures and like 90 years people are later. like swishling it uh, that's not a word but anyway in their mouth and then they're like this swirling. tastes so swirling is the yeah, right this word this has aged so well yeah like the, the maturity mm. of this is just yeah 1940 mm, I can still taste the mm, the sum of that year I remember <laughs> yeah yeah it was a it was a clever way it was a good how do I word this you know how there's depth that you can either tell a story or you can go like a long story like you can tell a story like this or you can go deep and you can do like character like I feel like this was this they went deep yeah like they gave you a, an overall and then they were like okay now let's go and deep dive into well each. in theater you got to do that isn't it yeah movies is more like about visual yeah because you have the you have it in your hands with theater, you've got to try and take a limited amount of stuff and entertain people with it. For, so, yeah. You know, your story must be... And I must be honest, I was interested, wasn't like uh, my, my attention wasn't caught. Like, the, 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 there's definitely, like, different acts. You can pick up, like, the different acts within, like, because they go to, like, each... Because of the investigation, they're going to different people that were in Kane's life and getting their perspective of who he was. Mm. So you are getting, and then instead of the person just telling it, they do flashbacks. So that the, for this film is actually flashbacks. That's what it is. Whereas Twelve Angry Men, they didn't do flashbacks. Instead, you were listening to the actor portray what they. So these two yeah. films are very different from one another. But I can see why both of them have like stood the test of time because. Yeah, they both... I think maybe I was expecting 12 Angry Men and then this is completely different. It's nothing like yeah. 12 Angry Men. Um, so, yeah. But it was... It, it, it was. I definitely... I think I'd watch it again. Yeah. I think I'd watch it again. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I think I'd watch it again. It was a good again. experience. <laughs> it was a good experience. I think I'd watch it again, but this time I'd watch it with a, a critical, technical eye. Hmm. Like, to almost watch for, like, ideas. Oh, there's from, probably stuff that yeah. would... Because uh, it's like, if they could get this right back in 1941 when they mm. didn't have all that we have today. Yeah. Like, that inspires you almost... And knowing what he knows. Yeah. Not to rely on, like, mm. CG or for... Like, going, okay, guys, they did this practically. How do we do this practically? Like, their, mm. their camera literally floated through a sign into a window. Like, yeah. how do... And, like, yeah, like, how do we do this? Yeah. yeah. So be green men holding two stars and yeah I'm moving around. yeah yeah so that was good idea lots of lessons Kate. I actually saw a film a film lesson uh, and they put and they made it on this film this, that's you see I think I'd, I'd watch this with mm. I'd, I'd want to watch it again with a critical eye and even with like a mm. like someone dissecting it yeah like, they actually, they're actually in it they say what what made the movie su such a brilliant yeah. Yeah, yeah lessons to learn as a filmmaker yeah but then again, also to say, is it the greatest film of all time? I personally am not one of those people that like no. that statement. Guardians was better. No, no, you can't say that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you cannot. Film is, uh, it's not. Uh, for me, for me, it's just like. I'm talking about from, from the experience of the film. You know what this, you know what, you know what I don't think you can say that a specific film is the greatest film of all time? Because... Each film and each filmmaker is a piece of art and is an artist, right? Mm. And then you yourself have your own taste. Mm. 
right? Which means that certain people are going to like certain films and other people are going to like other films, but that's all just a matter of taste, yes. right? But we all know that, like, let's look at paintings. For example, we know, like, there's many different painters and they all had their masterpiece, and we all know like Picasso, we know like Van Gogh, we know all of these different painters, right? Yeah. And we're all like, they were incredible artists. But now to go, which painting was the greatest painting of all time? You can't do that because all of them were different. They were at different times. Mm -hmm. They were, they, said, you, but we can go, that, that was a masterpiece. And I think, so when, when doing research into that, someone actually mentioned that the word masterpiece, we've come today to know masterpiece as like a good piece of, of art. But actually, originally what the word masterpiece meant was in order for an artist to become a master of the craft, they would first, they would present a painting to like the guild, which was like the, the group of greatest artists in whatever, like whatever. So for whether it was a painter, musician or whatever, they would pre present this piece of work, which obviously was like the greatest the greatest thing that they had to offer and that piece of work would depend whether they were able to enter the masters of that art or not that's why it's called a masterpiece mm. because if it allowed if that was good enough they could then enter and would be then they would claim the, t the title master painter or master composer or master whatever so like for me to say the greatest film of all time i don't agree with i agree with there are certain film masterpieces which have set filmmakers aside from the rest of like the, it has made them a master filmmaker do you understand what i'm saying yeah and citizen kane did that for wells now to go his films are better than christopher nolan's or christopher nolan's films are better than Ste hmm. jenna said like you can't hmm. you can't do that you because it's they're all different they're all yeah it's different taste it's different arts it's different expressions yeah so that's that's just my take on the whole greatest film of all time great it's like no guys Agreed. no you can have a museum <laughs> of the greatest films <laughs> of all time and then, like, each one we look at them, we're like, this one, this one. Yeah. It's Netflix. No, no, it's not Netflix. Net Netflix. It's not Netflix. Netflix is... It's not Netflix. There are terrible films on Netflix, Ryan. Yeah, I suppose. It's, uh, it's the movie show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Even though there are some bad films in there. Yeah. So Citizen Kane definitely falls in that category of yeah. masterpieces, but mm. not necessarily the greatest film of all time. Because there cannot be one singular greatest film. Unless the film comes along one day and changes my mind, mm. you know, then I'd be really impressed. I think it's just what is your favorite film? Yeah. What is your, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My favorite film so far is Guardians. But Volume in, 3. In a month's time. It yeah, could that's be what I was about to say. It's because it just came out, Ryan. And Ryan hasn't yet seen Oppenheimer. Ryan needs to go watch yeah, Oppenheimer. I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that. That's going to be a great film. Yes, I there agree. But this has been the movie show. On your favorite RSPS. Till next week. Cheerio. Peace. Stay updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like the posts, comment, share them out, retweet and repost. Spread the word, Active FM, radio has never been better.